very much super excited um, to be back in the podcast world. <laughs> I've been gone for a minute. So um, I'm super excited. There's going to be a lot of different changes that's going to be happening on the show. And and that's where I kind of took the time out to really just kind of think about what direction I want the show to get in. And so one of the things that I want to get into now is YouTube, like go ahead and transfer over the show into more a podcast and into YouTube. So now um, it is video form. You will now see the podcast and you can hear the podcast on the normal channels of Anchor, Apple, and Spotify, but now you'll get to actually see what I look like and actually get the conversations going in regards to those types of things. So I'm super excited about that. And there's more things to come. But today is a very, very special episode. As you can see, if you've seen me, I have someone very special sitting right beside me. And so I thought it would be for the first episode um, of season two is just to recap our year in the United Kingdom. Because officially today, it is my one year anniversary um, when this podcast actually comes out. This is my first year here living in the United Kingdom. So we're gonna go recap on the highs, the lows, we got the tissue ready (laughs) in regards to everything because it's a lot of stuff that happens because people don't understand that when you do a major transition into your life, it becomes those types of things. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to my ace boom coon, the one that literally has been here since day one, Victoria. She is now my roommate, my flatmate, whatever people want to call it. But here she is, Victoria. I'm so glad that you've been able to join me on the show today. (laughs) I'm excited to join you. After a year of begging (laughs) you to come on the show. Yes, yes. And and a couple months of me literally being in the other room and not having any excuses. Right, right. Hello. So so it's it's been great. So essentially, um, I want to kind of dive into like our relationship because essentially a lot of people don't know well, the people that know me, I'm a very sociable person. I can make friends with anybody. Yes. <laughs> and so when you and I first met, we were at a recruitment event. And of course, we were still in the middle of pandemic. And the parallelogram or the Panera or whatever people like to call it these days. <laughs> and so we were literally sitting. I was in in the United Kingdom because I was just visiting. And so I went to the recruitment event. She was at home and I literally saw the light at her in her little video camera and I knew she was in the States. I just didn't know where. I just knew she was in the (laughs) States. And so she heard me talking about like I'm from Texas, this, that, and the third. And this this young lady slid into my DMs. Can you just pick it up from there? So what made you actually just slide into the DMs? Unknown forces, because usually it's just something I wouldn't do. Um, I, yeah, I just, I just felt called because you said you were from Texas because you were literally in the exact same situation where you were looking for a job in the United Kingdom. You were a social worker from Texas. I was like, yeah, I could probably link <laughs> in with her like, I hadn't found anything, you know, online about kind of how to do this transition. And to see that you were also trying to make this transition, I was like, yeah, let, let's link. You yeah. know, get over your shyness. If she don't respond, you'll probably never see her again. <laughs> that was and my a year later, we're roommates. <laughs> uh, we literally do a lot of things together. We we have our moments. We sit down. We talk. Like, it, it was so, I was like, essentially, I say it was God said. Because oh, yeah. essentially, essentially, because how many people do you know that literally we go both to go to this, to go to this event who black women who are social workers and both from Texas. So that's that's three. <laughs> so it, it, it just meant to be. It was meant to be. So she slid in my DM. She said she was from Texas. I, and I was excited on the other end. I was like, oh, my God, I got a girl from Texas. So we go we go be in this together. And I literally when I said that, I really meant it. And she did. I really meant it. And so from then on, we were we exchanged LinkedIn's and we started talking. And that was essentially where what I started in regards to 
I got a job. I did an interview, got the job, and then I transitioned the information over to her. Yes. And so, and that's essentially how, like, literally, I got a job, and then go ahead and tell them what actually happened yeah. <laughs> about, about the little job thing and how we end up working at the same organization. Yeah, so she sends me the link to the job and tells me she got it. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Um, honestly, I was in a season of interviewing and I still look back to this day. That was not my best interview. <laughs> right. So again, this kind of, you will see how God keeps, God has the last word that basically. So, so yeah, so I did the interview. I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't get it. And then lo and behold, I got it. <laughs> And then it was kind of like the, oh, crap, like, now that I actually got it, I have no, it's time to actually prepare for the move. I have nothing else kind of, you know, in in the way. And so that was kind of when reality set in for me about this. I have to literally leave my life, start a new life, and start from zero. So that kind of, I was wrestling with that for a while. I had the job, I had the job offer, but I didn't really know if I was going to take it. And then one day I decided to take it. And then <laughs> LD gets notified. I hadn't been keeping her updated. I just, I think I told her I interviewed. I didn't ever like kind of update her on what else was going on. Cause I really didn't know what the hell was going on to be frank, honestly. But if she wants to share her perspective, yes. so, her beef, her grudge, yeah, yeah, to this day, low key, low key, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. So I literally like I'm I'm emailed because I, I initially I connected with we connected with somebody else. I connected with her first, and it was on LinkedIn, and she was from Grenada, and so she the one who who initially sent me the job link, and so. She told me, she sent me a link and she was like, hey, because I told her about Victoria. She was like, hey, I see Victoria on this list because I, I get this accidental email. <laughs> and so I was like, send me the accidental email. And so I, I see the accidental email and I see her name. And I was like, bitch didn't tell me that she got this job. <laughs> so at the time, my grandmother was, was um, at a rehab center. And so before I actually walked in, because it was my day to go like sit with her, I called her, I was like, bitch, why you didn't tell me you got this job? <laughs> and, and, and same thing she just said was the exact same. She's like, I don't know. I thought that there was a plague, this, that, and the third. I was like, but you didn't tell me though. We 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 in this together. I don't understand. I'm excited. She's nervous. And the thing yeah. about it is, it's like she has so many different emotions going on. I was just like, I'm excited. I'm I'm ready to do this. Like, this is what I've been wanting to do. Blage, blage, blage. And come to find out, since we both got the job, we were literally within weeks, essentially. Well, not even weeks, just a week. So I moved first, and then she moved after. And then, so here, here's, how, here's how God works. He works, and I tell you. So I was here first, and I was trying to get things sorted as far as a place to live. And then she comes over a week later. She tells me that, oh, I'm getting, I'm looking at an apartment on such and such road. And I was like, strange. I'm looking at an apartment on such and such road. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, I, we may be looking at the same apartment. Literally. <laughs> at the same apartment. And then come to find out, literally, the apartment was next door. <laughs> like li literally like one building and then the other building was next door and so the thing about it is how god has really been working with in, within both of our lives and essentially like we literally was on the same street and i can literally like get like a little tether our og joke was that we was gonna make a little a little uh what it, a cup phone yeah. <laughs> and so it, it turned out to be very much of a blessing because mm -hmm. um which moves me on it essentially i, I kind of want to backtrack before we kind of go into it what was your initial reason that you wanted to move to united kingdom Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like what was your reasoning behind this move? 
honestly, a lot of people, as you can imagine, have asked me that. And I tell them the truth, which it was a pandemic idea. Like, mm. I, yeah, I think, to be frank, when the quote-unquote Black Square Summer happened in the United States, I knew that I could not see myself in the United States long-term. I didn't know where it was going to go, um, but I did. When when 2020 hit, um, I remember telling my friends, we were all, you know, celebrating New Year's. I was like, at the end of this next 10 years, I want to be living in a different country. I, I, I want that for myself. I want that for my future children. So, yeah, I think the pandemic, it just showed us all that anything is possible right like with people starting to work from home that was never a thing like just so many different things opened up so I was like why not you know <laughs> honestly like why not and then I, I also realized like how much of an asset our profession is of social work like that is a global profession that's been something I've kept in mind since college but when I really started looking for jobs I was like oh okay like this is possible you know yeah I mean, my reasoning was essentially because I was getting laid off. It was September of 2020. I got laid off. And essentially, I've always wanted to be like, I want to be an international social worker. So this is this is my opportunity to do that. And then also, I have a love of traveling. And so it was a lot easier to be, well, I wanted to be in London. I think both of us wanted to actually be in London. Yeah, to be frank. Um, but... I mean, of course, now, because a lot of people don't know, we are not in London. Like, uh, public service announcement, we are not in London. <laughs> to my, all my family, <laughs> to my mama, who I talk to every day and still tells people I live in London. I do not. <laughs> I, we do not live in London. We live two and a half hours from London. We live in a port city called Southampton. And literally, we are on the coast. And we can literally take a ferry, literally, to, to France. Like that's that's how that's how close we are to the coast, and so and literally, if you know the cruise line, there's a cruise line that goes from New York to Southampton. So we are in that city of Southampton. So back to this. So essentially, that was my reasoning. I wanted to be close to where I can just travel, and then also expand my knowledge as a social worker because, of course, I wanted to be an international social worker. And so now we both here. We're both literally next door to each other, yes. <laughs> um, which was a blessing in the sides because really a lot of people don't understand that this type of major transition can be very difficult. And so when you have someone, when you have someone that it literally comes from the same background, that's literally there right. and you can lean on for support, that was a major thing. So for you personally, how would you say your first few months in the United Kingdom was for you? a lot going on and I feel like it's still a lot going on um I think yeah I think I again I, oh oh this is an important note I had never been to the United Kingdom before moving okay so that's an important note so yeah I think it was literally like a whole new world right and again started from zero which was scary to me and really difficult for me um yeah just every every you have to kind of relearn every kind of process like the apartment hunting um you know process is different here uh the <laughs> driving is different here um and with our with our positions you know we have to be mobile right mm -hmm. so i didn't really have too too much time to figure it out um uh, i literally bought a car and drove it home uh two hours <laughs> and that was my first time ever driving on the other side of the road like so it was a lot of fast kind of transitions and and it can be you know kind of difficult to cope with honestly um yeah, yeah so it was yeah. I, I know like a lot of my viewers and listeners they listened to me on some other podcasts where like I literally broke down because um it was in the month of November, it was um Thanksgiving and I, I miss home. I miss mm -hmm. I miss my family, I miss mm -hmm. my friends. And it's not the simple fact of like I've spent 
like I've had the feeling of I want to spend the holidays by myself because I don't got time to deal with my family and stuff. But this was different. Yeah. Right. Like literally, I didn't have that option. You didn't anymore. have. It's the option. It's the, it's option. the option. It's and, the option. And so the mm. first month, the first several months of transitioning in the UK was, I mean, it was two different experiences for both of us because really, um, at that time we were friends. But we still had two different outlooks as far as, like, what was going on. For me personally, it was the same. Very fast-paced. I had to get this done, that done. And a lot of mistakes were made in the first couple of months. A lot of financial mistakes that were made within the first couple of months. I would say the first six months, honestly. I would say it continues today. (laughs) (laughs) The first six months, honestly. And we're, we're still getting our bearings because what I thought that things were happening weren't happening because there was a lot going on with my job um me trying to figure out stuff including driving including different things including like getting adjusted to the food here getting adjusted to like different different aspects of everything because when you have this idea I, I she had her moment before before she moved I had my moment while I was here. And so it was a very different experience. Yeah. Um, as far as with that. But of course, um the being the social butterfly that I am, um, I saw like one of my sorority sisters pointed out, Oh, here's a social group that's in the UK. Go. And I was like, and that's when I started making like friends and started different things and started going to a dance class which if you follow me on my personal blog diary of bbw21 you would see that i've been dancing my ass off and literally just doing different things in order to kind of not be in the headspace of like i'm so far away from home i miss my friends i miss my family i miss this and just doing those types of things and then also work work was a major factor of not only my mental health but hers as well because we've had conversations and work was very much a culture shock in regards to what actually comes about and so I wanted to kind of dive into what would you say working wise um the difference between working in America than working in the United Kingdom hmm I think overall, I don't know. I Excuse me. overall, I I have positives to say in terms of like they do encourage you to take a break, right? And they encourage you to take annual leave and like you get time <clears throat> off and things like that. Um, it's just it's hard sometimes for me to compare my experience in the UK to the United States just because my roles were so different in the United States. Um, I think social workers are a lot more limited here in the United States. And that's kind of something in the United Kingdom. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Social workers are more limited here in the United Kingdom. And that's kind of something that I'm I'm coming to terms with. Um, Yeah. In in terms of my career trajectory, um, that's, I've had to kind of change kind of my career trajectory because in the in the states I was on track to being a therapist. I was a therapist, you know, um, and that's kind of was my uh, remit. So yeah, I think it's just been it's just been an adjustment and and a difficult one at times. Right. Um, you have to keep up with your colleagues who you know have been here and were educated here and you have to be okay and comfortable with asking questions which is something I've always struggled with Mm -hmm. so I think it's really been kind of trial by fire there you know just leaning into that yeah the the main things that I feel like are a major difference between the United States and the United Kingdom as far as working is that factor of they're they're very encouraging on taking breaks, taking a holiday leave, whatever the case may be. Because I know within the first couple of months for both of us, um, they have here what is called non working days, and there were times where we both didn't take our non working days. We have two yeah. of them per month, and so. Because the job that we have as social workers, and I want to give you a, a, just a brief overview. Um, I work um, basically child protection. If American vis- uh, visitors, basically say, listeners are saying like, okay, it's CPS. And so, um, Victoria, your job is mainly working with disability, uh, disabled children. Yeah, so it's it's basically CPS 
disabled children. Like it's a branch of, you know, because disabled children have particular needs when it comes to safeguarding, right? They can't necessarily, you know, um, let us know when things are going on. So, yeah. So it's kind of like we, we have two different areas. and a, But her caseload compared to my caseload, because since it, it is a, a distinguished population, it's a, there's a difference in regards to what the needs are. But they're both very demanding um, positions. And so we are essentially trying to learn those types of areas. And then we're also in the midst of settling into a new country and that was very difficult in a sense and so taking breaks was very foreign or even going on sick like if you're sick like in america you would be like oh well i still gotta go to work and here they're like take your ass home (laughs) (laughs) or take your sick days like we don't want it you don't want it like it's it's not here yeah um and so they've been very encouraging on that end um, another thing is what I felt, and I think she would pre- pretty much agree with me on this, is the training aspect. Because I feel like with the U.S., of course, there's a lot of, like, fluff training. Like, you're learning about the organization, you are, you're in a room, and you have that moment to kind of adjust into the uh, into the organization. Whereas for here, it was like you still had that fluff training, but you still had to train while still doing the job that you really just don't know. And you're still just learning within the graphs of those types of things. And so that was, that's what kind of made it more difficult as far as the job, the job aspect. Um, But as far as with that, like after a few months um, of kind of doing those types of things and kind of actually settling, um, I, and I honestly, you don't really know when you're settling, when you're settled. Because I feel like sometimes I, oh, I'm settled. And then other times I'm like, I still got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been a year. Um, and we both made it. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Um, but let's talk about some of the high notes. What would you say have been very much a highlight this past year? Well, (laughs) for me, (laughs) I would say, um, even talking about it now, like, (laughs) I'm very shy and, like, kind of like, what the fuck about it, honestly. Oh, can I cuss on here? Yeah, we grow. We grow. We grow. We grow. We grow. So, my ass, (laughs) the night that I got here to the UK, um, I was staying with a friend um we actually had moved over together so that that's that was another kind of a good thing god knew me to wrap to wrap me around the support because i wouldn't be here if i didn't have the support but anyway so i was just i was at the friend's house um and i decided to just you know it's we're in a new country like let me check out bumble you know what's the dating life like over here you know i knew that's where you were going And so, lo and behold, yeah, I was just, I was on Bumble, um, and I wasn't really too serious about anything, honestly. I was, I was in my player area, player era, um, so, yeah, the but basically, I was on my hot girl shit, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was planning to continue kind of what I was doing at home, which is hot girl summer, you know, 24-7, um, but basically, on my Bumble, I had a leak to my Instagram, Cause I was like, I know me, I'm not going to be on here consistently. If you want to talk to me, you can slide in my Instagram DMs. And um, a young man did. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we've been vibing ever since. Um, Yeah. So that is, I I met my boyfriend, which I still am like shocked (laughs) um, that I, you know, like. She had a whole love story. I had a whole love story. continuing and unfolding and it's been really good and it's been you know another kind of one of those motivating things to kind of keep me here you know encourage me like somebody I can vent to Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah that's that's 
that was definitely a highlight um <laughs> because yeah i mean we know uh men are men are trash so finding a finding <laughs> a, a, a good one is just like oh okay <laughs> all right but yeah so that's been a highlight i would say definitely this friendship right here honestly um i just even from our our journey before we got here physically on uk soil like this girl has been instrumental in kind of just helping me like through this transition like i literally would not be here without her um and i think just having this friendship and our talks like has really helped me kind of grow as a person um yeah i mean it, it, i she wraps me in so much love, right? Oh. That I really need, like, and I, yeah, I, I think this this friendship, my relationship. Um, let's see, highlights. Greece. Oh, <laughs> Greece was a highlight. Greece is definitely a highlight. Greece is definitely a highlight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, like LD said, traveling is so much more accessible here, mm-hmm. and. You know, again, my ass, I decided randomly to come to the UK, like, and yeah, it, it wasn't, <laughs> I didn't really put too much thought into it, but then when I got over here, I was like, oh, like, yeah, dead ass, like, you can travel over here. Um, my my boyfriend, actually, when we made it official, um, he took me to Amsterdam, so that was kind of the first time of, like, wow, like, you can really go places, like. It's like, I, I still need to go to Amsterdam. <laughs> and we need to, yes, yes, 100%, that's, that's a girl's trip we need to do. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we went to Amsterdam, and then I decided that, uh, I wanted to go to Santorini, Greece for my birthday, for my 25th, um. I didn't know how I was going to do it because the finances, <laughs> I didn't have two pits to run, rub together, but God did his thing and yeah, it all worked oh, out. It. it all worked out. So yeah, Greece was a highlight. Oh, definitely a highlight. Oh, I want to go back. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my, when people say, imagine your happy place, I imagine that vacation in Greece. Like, oh, uh, that's, that's another place as well. I want to go is Greece. Yeah. I would say my highlights have been essentially all the friendships that I have made because essentially like without each and every one of them like I would not be here as well especially with you especially with Tony um name names I'm sorry I ain't supposed to be naming names (laughs) but uh Tony with with Michelle with all the people that shout out yes shout out to Michelle Michelle (laughs) Uh, Michelle is big sis. She is unofficial big sis to her, but she's officially big sis to me. And so, like, just having those it's opportunities. It's a pipeline. Right. It's a, it's a pipeline. It's a pipeline. And so, essentially, the relationships, the friendships that I have made, I will forever treasure within this last year. Mm. Like, it's been definitely just a whirlwind, and, and each one of my friends have been very much supportive throughout this whole process. Um, I would say my trips and my adventures are definitely a highlight because I went to Portugal. Yeah, I went I went to Paris, I uh, went to uh, Germany and then also the different cities because of course there's a lot there's a lot of things there's a lot of places to go outside of London. Yes. don't go just to London. There is Manchester, there is Leeds, there's Bath. There's Portsmouth. There's other places in the United Kingdom that you can go. There's and you Brighton. Can, yes, Brighton. Um, like, there's a lot of different places that you can go um, in the United Kingdom, and you don't have to necessarily just go to all the hot spots. But just going to those different places, they'll highlight, because especially what the highlight was with Portugal was that was my actual first solo trip. And then low-key, there's a running joke because – Low-key, I don't even think it was actually was a solo trip because when I got to the airport, I met two young ladies and we literally traveled over. And so that was, I, I was never really much alone. <laughs> um, and so, and then I made friends within Portugal at hostels, at, at, um, at airports, at hotels, everywhere. So essentially I was never alone. So solo traveling is an absolute plus. You're never actually alone if you are a social butterfly like me. Um, but those types of things, (laughs) yeah. I think that, yeah, that's, that's another kind of one of the ways you have influenced me and, and have helped me grow as a person because yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I found myself, I went to an event 
a month or two ago and I found myself being you and like <laughs> now I live now I have all these like I you know these people and new connections so yeah I think you rubbed off on me in that Yay! way yeah because <laughs> <laughs> like oh girl she would be like literally and we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute there were times where essentially like you would not go anywhere no. And so I would be like, girl, if you don't get your ass out this house, <laughs> <laughs> like, life to live. Like, there are more stressors than bills and this, that, and the third. Like, get your ass out. And so, of course, that rubbed off, off, off from me to her. And so those that's one of the things it, that really kind of helped both of us kind of make our mark here in the United Kingdom and actually really, really, like, establish, like, a life here. Um, and I would say, um, I think essentially, yeah, those are my, my highlights in regards to like my friendships, my trips, and then also just getting over the hump of actually being here. So now that we talked about our highs, let's, let's dive into our, our low points, because, um, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, I've broadcast my low points. And I've said, like, look, it's it's tough and it's hard in regards to just actually making this transition because it's not all peaches and cream. And a lot of people don't make it to one year. They literally be like, fuck it, and I'm gone within three months. But a lot of things, including contracts and friendships and everything else, contracts meaning work contracts, um, has pushed me to stay. Um, but what would you say some of the low points were being in the United Kingdom and transitioning over. Yeah, I think it definitely goes to family, right? And not having the option uh, to be so close to family. Um, I came over, kind of another reason I was having some trepidation about even coming over. Um, Literally, I had to delay my initial ticket because my brother got really sick. Like, he was in the hospital. Like, they didn't know if he was going to make it, things like that. So even the decision for me to come over when my family kind of wasn't really in the most, you know, stable state was, it was just, it it was difficult, you know. Um, It was kind of, yeah, even though, even though, you know, they were encouraging and supportive, um, it just felt like I was kind of, quote unquote, leaving them. Right. And so that's been something I've had to work through. Um, Praise God. You know, my brother has made a full recovery. Everything's good now. Um, And that so that got triggered again. (laughs) Um, In March of this year, um, my aunt, who basically literally raised me, uh, passed away suddenly. And that was just a shock to the whole family, not just me. Right. But I, I felt guilty for not being able to be right there, especially for my mom, you know, to console her immediately kind of when this all happened. Um, Again, thank God um, I was able, you know, to travel and be with my family for the funeral, um, which again goes, ties into a high point, right? Which is work allowed me that time to go and spend like, I think a week, a week and a half, you know, with my family on such short notice. So that was, that was, you know, good. Um, but yeah, I think a low point has been, I am so far away from my family. I worry about if things like what happened in March will happen, you know, if, you know, God forbid, like I'm, I'm just so far away from my family. I couldn't be there in an instant to kind of help. So that's been the low point. Um, another low point has been the curse of transportation (laughs) for me personally. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So like I told y'all, uh, literally, yeah, my first time driving in the UK was after I bought my first car in the UK, I drove it two hours home and you know, uh, all things considered, I did well. Um, and then one day, um, we were at these little things called roundabouts Polo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and basically the person behind me had thought I had entered the roundabout already and didn't stop and hit me from behind. And so that was my first accident. And I had to get I had to get rid of that car. Uh, it took a while for the insurance claim to be settled. Then I had to find a new car. And 
starting from zero. Remember, we're starting from zero here. Uh, we don't have any credit in the UK. So whereas in the States, I would have been able to, you know, get a nice car and have a lease and things like that. I was kind of, I was kind of restricted with what can I buy with a cash car. So I've gone through two at this point. Um, and yeah, and the, it's broken down again. <laughs> so that's kind of been the ongoing struggle there for me. Um, I was just, I was sharing with LD, like I've had a breakdown literally today. I just, it's one of those things where starting from zero, trying to get established and yeah, you just have certain roadblocks because you aren't a full citizen here in this country. Right. And it feels at times easier to just say, fuck it, I'll go back home because, you know, I, I know I can get a car there. Like I got my Jeep back home, you know, like, so, so yeah, I think that that's really been the two kind of major hallmarks uh, of the low points of me, me being in the UK. And, and it's tough to like, literally, cause I, I really connected with you in regards to, to family because yeah. um, family is very much important. And just, I, I remember um, when I first visited here in the United Kingdom and um, I hadn't even moved yet, but I literally had an anxiety attack because I was just so concerned, like, I'm going to be doing this and literally I'm going to be away from family. I'm going to be away from friends. I'm going to be, be doing this. And then at that certain time, my dad got sick. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and that was before I even transitioned, but I do, I still do think about those types of things and those type of areas where like, what if somebody gets sick? I can't literally hop on a plane. Well, I can, but I put myself in more debt, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but I can't literally just jump on a plane and go see, because literally it's a nine hour flight. It's a nine hour flight, a direct flight, but don't even count us like, getting from Southampton to, to London, London then fly. to fly because like traveling like y'all traveling as far as just like getting to a place it takes literally a whole day to get there it's not like oh I can go to the airport and then get there and not be there within five hours it mm -hmm. seems like every time travel day and coming back home it takes the entire fucking day mm -hmm. but that's that's another thing <laughs> but that was more of one of my low points as far as just missing family and friends another one of my low points because I suffer from um, anxiety is just knowing that if I had enough, if I had enough to get everything that I needed to do, if I needed to get um, certain things. And I know at one point in time when we, not necessarily, because not necessarily we were settled, it was just more or less we, com we got confronted with the reality of our salaries. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> when taxes started coming right, out. Right, when taxes started coming out. And so when we got to that point it was like fuck I can't like I can't do much of anything and so um there were times where we ate dinner together I would bring stuff over because of course if y'all know I'm a very big cook and I and I cook a lot and I and I feed like I'm the only person here but I still have the masses so a lot of the times I would like hey I got some stuff uh here's some stuff over this that and the third with me not realizing essentially she was having the same issues as well um, I did eventually, and that's when I started doing it a lot more. But at, in the beginning, it was just like, I got some extra food. You want to eat it? Great. <laughs> yeah. And so we got to a point, both of us got to a point, it was like, look, we need to figure something out because obviously you have, you're struggling, I'm struggling. Let's try to figure this out. And lo and behold, we, we moved in together. <laughs> yes. And so um essentially that's kind of what happened to where like one of the low points of just figuring out am I am going to actually survive this and actually get everything sorted and and I still have those moments to where like shit do I have enough do is this going to be working out oh shit something's coming else coming about like those are different things that the battles that um I struggle with mentally in regards to that I would say another low point was I started working, it was two weeks in, and literally um, someone asked me when I was in the cafeteria, are you okay? And I was like, I, I literally just started bursting into tears. 
And she was like, oh, can I give you a hug? And I was trying to say no, but that's when the tears started coming more. Mm. And that's when I literally, they were just like, like, what's going on? What's wrong? Like, these two women do not know me from a can of paint. Like, I've been going to the office. It's only been two weeks. And they knew me because, of course, I was the girl with the pink, with the pink braids. And so, literally, I'm literally telling them, like, I, I don't think I can do this. Um, it's too much. Like, all of this is coming at me. And I just, I don't know. And I, don't, I, and I couldn't figure it out. And so, they comfort me in that moment. And literally told me to go to my manager. And I went to my manager that day, literally still had kind of red in my eyes. And it was just like, look, I, I need to slow this down. And so what she told me in that moment was what wasn't very helpful. Um, was like, did you understand the job that you were getting yourself into? And I said, no. At that point, no, because I've never done child protection before. I've handled cases. I've done this, but I've never done child protection or CPS before. So... It was a very, everything was so new and she was coming, well, I was told I was going to qualify as a social worker. So I thought I could just throw you in and do whatever. I was like, no, you're going to qualify as a social worker. Yes, because I've been in the game for uh, nearly seven, seven years of time now, eight. Um, but you're getting a qualified social worker that's coming from the United States. So when common sense don't gonna jump in on the simple fact that I don't know the rules and laws of extradition, I told you on my first day, I literally just moved here a week and a half ago. So that was there, and that was I would say my low point in regards to that because I was literally two weeks in, and I was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do and how to do it. My social life was going great because <laughs> I was meeting new people, like going to restaurants, this, that, and third. We had no cook Fridays. Oh. And all <laughs> wow, throwback. Right, no cook Fridays, all that kind of great <laughs> stuff. We were having a good time. But this is, of course, this is for reality set in, and we realized we need to act our rage and act our pocketbooks. Uh, per taxes, again. <laughs> per taxes. And so I would say that was more of one of my low moments and, and actually trying to figure out exactly what, it was coming about, but we have overcome. I feel more secure in my job, but I still have those moments where I feel overwhelmed. I had one this week. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you just have to work through it. You have to kind of get those situations. And then how the things I kind of had worked through it was I was able to like find a dance class, which I need to get back into. Um, I was doing dance classes every week and trying to do those types of other things. And do other things to where, like, it would help with my anxiety. Um, and just certain changes that came about. But I really just want to end this and kind of and kind of ask this final question and basically say, what uh, over this past year, what would you say some of the biggest changes? Because you talked about it briefly about some of the changes that you have happened and have came about. But what are some of the major changes that you have seen over the year and what has changed your outlook, what changes are coming up, and, like, what changes have come throughout the one year being in the United Kingdom? Um, in terms of personal Personal, changes? personal, professional. Uh, I think I'll start with professional. Um, I think... Professionally, I definitely share that experience with you of not having ever been in child protection and so kind of having to do trial by fire there. I think professionally, I have grown in being honest about kind of where I feel like I have shortcomings and I have more to learn. Um, that was difficult for me. Um, every time I make a mistake, I feel like I'm about to be fired. Um <laughs> And so just really kind of sitting with that and, and learning that nobody is perfect and mm -hmm. just being encouraged to, you know, continue to kind of being honest about where I am in my journey and ask for resources and ask for help to kind of catch me up to speed. Um, just being communicative uh, has been a big one. Um, so that's what I say, a pro pers uh, professional change. Personally, Personally, this is an ongoing journey, um, but I feel like I have kind of adopted the shit happens <laughs> <laughs> motto. Uh, I think 
I think when I look back that being okay and being comfortable with change is something that this experience was kind of for what God kind of needed to teach me. Um, you know, nothing is going to be perfect. And mm-hmm. especially again, when you're rebuilding your life, you're, you're, you're learning life all over again. Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, just, just keep rolling with the punches. Um, just leaning into the support network that you have. Um, yeah. And I think also for me, now that I have I did go back home, you know, unintentionally, unexpectedly for my um, for for my aunt's funeral. But I do have a a planned trip in December to kind of see my family for Christmas and things like that. So I'd say, um, personally, changes. I've learned kind of how to build in safeguards for myself, right? Mm-hmm. And how to how to take care of myself a, a bit more. And yeah, and yeah, using 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 UK terms. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would say professionally, um, it has made me face the fact of it is okay to be the bad guy because essentially I mm. was very much like I want to help people. Like as a social mm. worker, I want to help people. I want to. I don't want to be on their bad side. I want to essentially be that person to be like, hey, which I still struggle with, but I still I I wanted to make it absolutely clear that I just. I want to help. I want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And so within this job, you can't always be that person. You mm-hmm. always have to be the bad guy and you have to stand up and you have to stand firm in what you say. And so even though a lot of the times I can stand firm, it's just with, with certain aspects of the career, you just like, you kind of whittle down and you just, you, you don't. And so what I've learned professionally and just standing on my word and standing on standing within and being confident and knowing that, yeah, this is what it is. Cause I struggled with that, especially starting a new job. And then also professionally, it made me realize that, um, I may not want to be doing social work for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> like oh. essentially with that, within this whole year, it just like, I don't think I want to be doing social work for the rest of my life. If it's I mean, honestly, if it's like this, which Granted, this country is very, like you said before, it's limited on what social workers can do. And if I chose to go back to social work in the States, then of course I can be in a totally different role. But for me personally, it opened my eyes and like, I don't want to do social work anymore. I want to open my horizons and do different things. So one of the things that I did do, I started my own business, Possibilities Management. Um, And I was essentially now into social media marketing and working with politicians. U.S. politicians, of course. I thought for a little bit that I wanted to do U.K. politics, but I, that that whole world is very confusing. Um, I, I could probably learn, but at the same time, nah, I think eventually with that, and so and that's where I kind of transitioned myself within the within the year professionally. Like I know I can do it. I know I can like be this person, super social worker, and be. Uh, um, within the career and make changes but it also I need to be okay with being that bad guy because I struggle with I didn't want to be the bad guy mm-hmm. personally I've lost weight <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I literally I'm posting my post picture I was like from year to year like I, I, I I've lost some weight you have no choice here yeah you have no choice here, <laughs> as far as with food you, you I lost weight but also I was very much within this year it solidified that I'm okay with being by myself I didn't have the great love story that Victoria has because I've been I've been dating and stuff like that but I've just been like oh yeah yeah just to clarify it's not that men are not trash in the UK they're still (laughs) it's it's, it's still very much yeah it's still very much like Yeah, because um, she looked up and found a black British man. <laughs> no, Jamaican. Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Lord Jesus, I'm off a different type of world. Ghanaian. She's not invited to my wedding anymore. At all. I'm, I'm not invited to the wedding anymore. <laughs> I, at all. I'm not invited. But, um, but no, uh, she found a, a great man. I have still yet to find a great man, but I'm probably, I'm probably under the impression of just like literally... I'm okay with being by myself right now. I'll go on dates. I'll do whatever, but yeah. hold a conversation. If I if I get annoyed, I don't want to be bothered with you anymore. 
fair. <laughs> uh, that's basically how that I'm, I'm on that hot girl shit. She she's in a full blown relationship. I'm on that hot girl shit. I support. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but essentially, it's gotten more to where like I yeah, it's built in the confidence that I can do this by myself and I can do certain things and I can up and do this all over again. Um, and that's essentially like as far as personal growth and doing those types of things and then expanding those types of areas that I've been in and I'm so much grateful for it. I'm grateful for those types of things. And honestly, I am grateful. I don't regret much of anything on this, on this journey of being here for a year. I I do have a couple of lessons, like do your research first, (laughs) do your research before you actually hop and do your move. Because I know, I know I didn't as far as like, I didn't do much research. There, and for black American women specifically, mm-hmm. what we do, what we've done is so rare. So there wasn't really much research to do, you know, Honestly. at the end of the day. Honestly, there may there may be another video where we talk about like certain things that we would done differently. Um, because I'm gonna drag her out of her room and we're gonna do this again. <laughs> uh, but like there are certain things that I would have done that I should that that I could have done different. But I mean, one of the things is our asses shouldn't have been in two separate apartments. No, 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 no. No, we should have been together from day one. We should have been together from, from day, day one, one. From day and one. it would it, it would have saved a lot of heartache and pain. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Again, pre taxes, right? Pre taxes, pre taxes. <laughs> but other than that, I would like to thank you so much for joining me today. You're gonna come right. back. <laughs> you're going to come back you're literally not next pleasure. door to me literally, not even next door anymore literally. Like, like literally <laughs> Jamal we about to record let's get the living room ready get the ring light yes <laughs> and so thank you so much for joining us as this is the first episode of very many in regards to what is going to be happening and I, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us and we are out. Thank you so much. This is Let Them See Your Mind. Season two. Season two. <laughs> and we out. Cut. <laughs>